Oh, oh no, like... I got some I got some pod fuel on board. Oh, you do? What is that? Just a little uh, Grey Goose and, and Ooh, tonic. Oh, I like when Most Awesome makes cocktails. It's a cocktail right. pod. Oh, good enough. It's a cocktail pod. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do and we have a dynamite episode 70 for your eardrums guys do us a favor subscribe leave five stars let a friend know what you're hearing here you have something to say shoot us an email mabsportspodcast at gmail.com i am brandana and with me as always locked up on that y3 kids supermax most awesome. <laughs> that is right, sir. That is <laughs> You're locked right. down, brother. You're I'm locked down, down for <laughs> an 18-year tender. <laughs> they got you. They got you. Guys, we have a jammed-packed episode for your age. We're doing a new segment. We'll get to it, though. We're, um, we're going to hit Ripped. We're doing, what did I call it? Oh, it was such a good, what is it? Uh, ca- uh, free free cage. Free cage. Free cagency. Did you like that? Free yeah, I did. Names, I names did. that start with K. I just noticed it. We're going to hit the MAB inbox. We're doing a new segment. We're doing Professor Most Awesome Classes in session. We're going to talk a little bit about what exactly this contract space in the NBA means. We're, and we're going to finish, as we always do, with their MVP of the week. Should we get into it, bro? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Ripped from the headlines, we are talking free cagency. Free cagency. Free cagency. I like that. Kevin. I like that 11th hour pun just coming in there. (laughs) It's good. Uh, What we got? Kevin, Kawhi, Kyrie, uh, Kimba, and Clay. What are we talking about this week, brother? That's right. What we're talking about, as you'll be listening to this, will be. We'll be in free agency period, and all the NBA superstars are going to be switching teams, staying with their current teams. Moves will be had, moves will be made, and we want to find out, kind of talk a little bit about it. Uh, what what might be coming up in the in the forefront? We've already got some action. We got some. We already yeah. have, so, so we already have breaking news. Let's talk about what's where the dust is settled. A couple of these yeah. guys are locked up, and it's over with. Who's done? So as of right now, it sounds like that the Golden State Warriors are going to offer five years for 190 for uh, Clay Thompson, which is the max that he can get. Uh, and then it sounds like Kyrie is going to the Nets on a four-year 141 deal. And that means that then Kemba Walker is going to go from the Charlotte Hornets to the Boston Celtics for four-year 141 as well so why exactly is this shooken out like this so i know uh kyrie was looking around there was a little bit of talk like maybe he goes to like the lakers like it'd be a weird like team up again with lebron james he's there why is and also like max deal is clay worth that max deal in golden state well i think so i think there's a little you know hey you're you're one half of the splash brothers 
you've been here from day one you have been a warrior for this whole run that we've had and so we're gonna nice we're gonna get you we're gonna get you paid we're gonna nice. get you paid you're gonna take that money uh, uh net so what does this mean for the next thing like i knew a little bit I, I know I was excited about it. And, okay, there's one thing talking about also on ESPN. And does Kyrie going to the Nets shuffle around any bit, like how, like, Durant and where Kyrie lands? Kawhi, Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi or Kyrie? Kawhi, right? Because Kyrie's at the Nets. So I know, like, yes. Kawhi was maybe looking at, like, a New York team or an L.A. team. How does it affect, like, the rest of the free agency? Oh, yeah. I think – I think that that's uh, the Kyrie thing was like the Brooklyn, the, the Knicks thing that everyone was talking about was kind of like a smokescreen for the whole Brooklyn thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're trying to lock him up. The Nets are trying to lock up Kyrie quick and early, get him on the books, and then trying to figure out because they have the Nets have two max spots available. So do the Knicks. The Knicks have two max spots available as well, too. So max contracts, you know, is, are what we're talking about here. So they're locking Kyrie up with one and trying to offer it to the other one. And and as far as I know, the Kawhi, the only team that he'll be talking to will be the Knicks. He's got the Raptors, the Lakers, the Clippers, and then the Knicks. And those are his four teams. The Raptors are getting that last – they're kind of last look at, at him, last pitch. And then uh, Kevin Durant is Golden State, Clippers, Knicks – Nets. So why is it that uh, there's things something that came out right that Magic Johnson like went in a meeting with Kawhi with the Lakers? Is that right? So this yeah no this is a weird thing though. The, there's so much swirling around that's weird about the Lakers. The Lakers continue just to be yeah. this odd franchise. But no, Magic was saying that Kawhi requested that Magic be a part of a meeting between him, Genie Bus. Magic and Kawhi, and the, the the three people. That's it. Yeah. Magic, who is no longer an employee, who famously, <laughs> you know, fucking threw the franchise under his his train as he left. I mean, this makes no sense to me. But also, too, the the Lakers are also now courting uh, D'Angelo Russell, who they kicked out of L.A. basically two years ago and traded for nothing to the Nets. Now they're going to give him probably a max deal as well, too, because Kyrie has signed with the Nets. Yeah. See how this all just kind of gets crazy and this all just all these moving pieces. It is. And, and what is it about the NBA that keeps itself just present like 11 months out of the year? Like, like we're done with the championship yeah. and we're still talking NBA because it's crazy, right? To me, I was trying to compare it. Like, I would love if the NFL was like this because, you know, I'm a big NFL fan and it going back and forth. But it's like the NBA is almost it's almost like playing that those pickup games but there's you know like 125 guys in the gym and each each season like the whole the whole scenario resets like uh, like all these new teams are together like it's a different scenario yeah and i think the biggest difference one of the big bigger differences is the players have now decided to choose shorter term agreements they know that their 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 health and their longevity in the career of playing basketball is longer than say the nfl or maybe even the NHL, but like for sure, they can take a little bit of a you know potential long-term deal and look at it versus a short-term deal and say, well, what would I rather have? Would I rather have flexibility, or would I rather have that that you know that locked-in money? And a guys like Kevin Durant who believe in their talent, or LeBron James, or Kawhi even. 
they might look at it and go, you know what? I like the freedom to go and not be locked down and to not be beholden to this contract. So I'm just going to do like a, a one year plus one. So a one and one is a one year with a player option and the second year. And I'll just see what happens. I'll see how these tea leaves shake out. That's kind of what it says also is like, because the NFL used to be famous for, you know what, like the average like career span is like two and a half years or whatever. There's right. a lot more players like Kevin Durant's, uh, correct me, he's getting max money this year, and he's not going to dribble a single basketball in 2020. Right, yeah, I mean, but he is, the the echelon that he is compared to, like, that upper-tier echelon in the NFL and what he can do to a franchise in comparison to, say, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or a, you know, top-flight quarterback, Pat Mahomes, like, they can only do so much, but Kevin Durant can be a, a a game changer. That's why the Knicks are are so all in on this Durant trade because it'll change their 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 franchise for the foreseeable future. Even if he sits out a year, because yeah. right now they're just languishing away. They they have no shot at getting a, a a superstar unless they're able to pick one up in the draft. And we all we all know that that's catch as catch can. So is there any way that Kevin Durant's injury has affected the way that free agency is going to shake out? Or is it still the same? Yeah, I think it may have scared a few teams off in terms of their, their long-term plans. I think I think teams like the Knicks are just like, fuck it, we're all in. This is our shot to get it. We have to come like 100% all in. Otherwise, we have no shot of getting him. And then if we don't have a shot of getting KD, we have no shots of really getting anyone else. So we got to come for it. But teams like the Nets, who I think they, you know, that they would think about offering Kevin Durant, but maybe they're maybe they will sit and spend that money elsewhere, and they think that they can get some other quality veteran players that can help them win now because they were kind of. I don't want to say they were close, but they were the playoff team. The Knicks had no shot of being a playoff team. Yeah, the Clippers were a playoff team. They're not going to screw up that and and waste a year of that kind of uh, you know mojo that they got going on. So I think a couple teams were slightly turned off by it. But I think the Nets were the biggest one that said, "Nah, this is not going to be the this K, this Kyrie KD thing is not not what it's going to be. Maybe we'll look at uh, you know some other players out there." I really like the idea of that too. So the Nets they're still a move away, right? Yeah, I mean they've got. They've got another max slot available. I mean, they basically will have 30-some-odd, $36 million, I think, open for this year. I mean, so there, there's a me, there's a move in, and then some in there. All right, and then uh, so Kimba Walker to the Celtics. You like the Celtics yes. this year, bro? You know what? I like it just for – I mean, obviously, we listen to a lot of Boston-centric podcasts, Ryan Rosillo <laughs> sure. and yeah. – and, and Bill Simmons, and they talk about just just as, just from the the chemistry standpoint. I mean, it's going to be a, a, a huge improvement, right? I mean, they they went from one basketball genius to a guy that actually you know might give a shit and might care, and they <laughs> might just kind of they might just kind of switch that whole locker room around. And um, you know, Dallas was looking very hard at at Kemba Walker. There was a few other teams that were looking pretty hard. But Kemba can be the most Kemba in Boston, and I think in, in playing a very friendly offense to him, where when it comes down to it at crunch time, he's going to be the guy that closes out and, and wins and wins and you know takes the last shot. Okay, I'll go right now. You're starting a franchise. You take Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker. Who do you like? 
put you on the spot. The put hot me on seat. the spot. That's great. So Kyrie is in a in a vacuum all by himself is substantially more talented. Sure. But if I'm building a franchise <laughs> around it, I'm probably gonna go with Kemba. Really? And I, and I, yes, and I and I and it harkens back to that that UConn championship run, the seven OTs against Syracuse. I mean, I watched this mm. dude. This guy is a gamer. I like it. He gives a shit. And if I'm gonna spend if I'm gonna spend the same amount of money, a buck forty one, you know, for, for four years, I, I will give it to Kemba just because I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder and I can build around him. Is Kemba Walker a top twenty player in the league? Yeah. Kemba Walker, the reason why Kemba Walker and I don't wanna tip my hand too much here, no, but the reason why He's a, he's an All NBA. He's thirteen All NBA. So that means he's at least in the top fifteen of of all players. Yeah. This past season, that's why he was eligible for the Supermax. I know you heard this. Yeah, Five yeah. years, two twenty one is the Supermax deal that he could have gotten from Charlotte. Charlotte didn't offer him that. Charlotte could have offered him five for one ninety. Sounds like from what I was listening to earlier is that they didn't even offer him close to that. All right. So all right. he kind of felt spurned by that. So yes, Kemba is a top 15 player in the league all right all right save it save it save it for the classroom when the class is in session we'll get there <laughs> professor most awesome uh let's finish our list of cajuncy right now with cajuncy Kawhi leonard where does he end up oh this is i think this is i used to think that this was the chip that would set the domino play in motion but it, i don't think it is i i I, I'm, I'm very surprised to see all these other offers kind of so quickly come into fruition. I thought everyone was going to kind of wait, you know, and see where he would shake out. But I truthfully think, like the Lakers, that's a that's a late entry into it. I'm I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. But I'm surprised to hear that he requested it. And there's also there's also another thing that's talking about him wanting to team up. Him and uh, Durant wanting to team up. So that that only could be the Knicks. Uh, unless the Clippers got real creative and, and did a sign-in trade or something like that, it sounds like. So I'm going to say Kawhi. I'm going to be safe and say he goes to the Clippers. The, oh, the Clippers is the safe call? Yeah. Like like staying with the yeah. Raptors after winning championships not the safe call? Oh, that's up there. I mean, it is it is safer, but I think, he, I think ultimately he wants to go to the coast. He wants to be – uh, in that upper echelon of players, he kind of catapulted himself on this championship run. Then he can go to LA and uh, and be recognized for who he is as a player in a big market and get some of those big endorsement deals. And uh, I think he's going to do that in LA. All right, all right. This took up a little time. I want to get into it. Let's do the segment right now. New segment. We are doing Professor Awesome classes in session. We're talking. <laughs> max deals we're talking just cap space what what's the big Ooh. thing right now we need to know about nba signing players that maybe the average the average listener the average just fan doesn't know about sure okay nba salary cap 101 okay here we go hit me with it, bro um so i think really what what people don't really realize is that the the, the salary cap and the way that it's structured with a collective bargaining agreement is really uh, to keep homegrown players at their franchises. We just spent, I don't know what, 20 minutes talking about all the shakeup and all the, the players moving all different sorts and taking shorter deals. Yeah. The cap is really incentivized and, and the way that it's structured 
for teams to keep their players that they drafted and throw more money at them and longer-term deals. But that's not what we're seeing. We're, we're seeing players go a different direction. But that's how the cap is structured. And I think people would be kind of surprised to think that that's how that's structured because you see all these guys signing one-year deals and you know one-year player option, one-year team option, I mean, or two-year team option. I mean, it's very... The, the terms, the length of the agreements are shorter, but everything is designed for that homegrown team to keep their player and pay them the most amount of money versus against anybody else. Yeah, so we look at this, and it makes sense to the NFL, right? Like you want that long-term deal because basically what you're betting against or it's it's safety, right? You're at that long-term contract. You're just like – and we'll save the NFL for another day, but it's actually yeah. counterintuitive because it's like the NFL contracts actually don't mean shit. But like the right. NBA – it's the opposite of this, right? Because it's like we're looking at Kevin Durant. Like we're talking about who's not going to be able to play this year, and he's going to get like a super max. max. Well, what's the difference between like a super max and a max? Okay, so we're getting deep into the woods here. Yeah, let's, so, do, it. let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is – so first before you, you, you talk about the super max, yeah, you have to talk about – well, the difference between the two, I'll, I'll give you the super max, which is sure. actually called the Kevin Durant rule after he left – for uh, Golden, Golden State. State. But what it is, is a player who is entering their eighth or ninth year uh, has made either an all-NBA team that season, so this is Kemba Walker, this is the example that I just used, or two of the, the previous three years, uh, won a defensive player of the year the last, this you know, the year before he came into free agency or, or two of the three previous years, or an MVP once in the last three seasons. So what that means, and then that supermax is he's eligible for thirty to thirty-five percent of the salary cap. So right now, today, the salary cap uh, is at one hundred and nine million and one hundred and forty thousand dollars. So a supermax player is ostensibly eligible for thirty-five percent of that deal uh, on a five-year term. You can offer up to five years on that. So there are only four players that have been offered. And accepted the Supermax deal. One being Steph Curry, uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and then John Wall in Washington, which is uh, probably now the worst contract in the league. Sure. So, what wait, is this like the league protecting teams against themselves? Like, why, why is this here? Why can I not just pay a player as much fucking money as I want to like pay him to play for my team? Uh, well, I mean that they're setting parameters, so there are. That's a that's an interesting point. Why can't I just pay him? Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think they are protecting themselves in in a certain respect that they're not going to be foolhardy and just pay somebody guy somebody sixty percent of their salary cap yeah. just to keep them because there are minimum roster requirements. You have to spend a certain amount of money in your of your salary cap, uh, and obviously doing sixty percent of that would probably mean that you're going to come close to that anyways. But it is giving it a structure to it to where teams can then sit there and go hey i can go out there and i can offer you this club x over here can only offer you y it's incentivized like i talked earlier for me the team that drafted kevin durant in oklahoma city to compete against la and new york and say but kevin i can give you five years 221 and they can only give you four years 141 that's an 80 million dollar difference 
And compare that to the other leagues, right? Because in like baseball, it's different. Like there's no salary cap in baseball, so you can just pay any player like however much fucking you want to pay him. Yeah, and there's no there's there's minimum requirements that they have to that they have to pay. They have to spend a certain amount of money, and that has to get back to the players. But it's not it's the NBA has this as well too, where that's how the salary cap is derived is out of what's called basketball related income, the br bri of the league determines that that salary cap number that's why everyone is so frantically trying to figure out is it is it 109 million is it going to be 109 million 600,000 like because the the uh, basketball related income is a projected number they get the financials after June 30th yeah so that's looking at just kind of how it shakes down so when people talk about dumping contracts what are we talking about there so typically what that is is teams that are over the cap. So so let's go let's take a step back. Sure. The NBA cap is a soft cap whereas the NFL cap is a hard cap. So the soft cap in the NBA is 109 million dollars, which means you can go over it, you can exceed that cap to sign players either free agents on certain exemptions or your own existing players and go over that cap. Um, whereas a hard cap in the NFL is it's 120 million. You can't go over that. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. Um, so, so with the NBA, what was your question again? I forgot. Oh, uh, just uh, dumping contracts, buddy. Oh, dumping contracts, yeah. right? So now I'm a team. Yeah. So now I'm a team that is not in contention, and I have salary, and I can take a take a bad contract back, like Solomon Hill in this Lakers deal was a contract that was a bad contract that they can send out there that a team with cap that's not a contention can take that absorb that or a team that's over the cap I should say take that absorb that and know that they're going to get rid of them quickly so if I had if I had one year and 13 million dollars left like Solomon Hill did and I'm over the cap and I'm trading a guy that has five years left or four years left basically at that $13 million number or maybe slightly more, I now can get off of that, that, that guaranteed contract sooner. So that's why teams will, will dump that, that player. Cause it's like, unlike the NFL, like you just can't easily rework those contracts. Like I think we're here like the NFL, like uh, Tom Brady taking less money and all that bullshit. Does that happen in the NBA where they kind of restructure deals into their contract? Yeah. I mean, well, it, they will do extensions off of existing deals, but they basically the, when they do the hey like the Tom Brady, uh, yeah. will I'll take a little bit less as a hometown thing, but it's usually structured in their agreement and it's guaranteed. So like Kemba Walker, I keep we keep talking about him. He had said that he might have taken a little bit less than the the five for one ninety, uh, the five for thirty percent deal that are that's available out there for the designated player valid, veteran. Um, so he he could have taken like five years, one's eighty two, right? And really yeah. just like space it out. Hey, I'm gonna save you guys three million bucks over the course of the year. Um, it also could be because you know I need you to find other players. It could be because you guys are over the salary cap, uh, you know, the the luxury tax, and you guys are gonna pay a huge threshold. And and then maybe the way I structured it is is I can do a lower base up front and do 8% increments or 5% increments increments up, or you could do a flat, like, Hey, just divide it by five. And that's what it's going to be. 
Class is in session. All right, brother, do that one thing that we love. We hate the fucking guys in bars, but like sum up the one thing where you're kind of sitting around and you're talking basketball with kind of all the regulars there in the bar. Like what's the what's the big takeaway here that you can drop knowledge that the average watcher doesn't know about the NBA salary cap? Ooh, there's a lot. I mean, do you want to talk about bird rights? Do you want to talk Ooh. about – Yes. Do you want to talk about – uh, we could talk about bird rights. What's bird uh, so, rights, bro? So there's there's bird rights. Um, this is basically the genesis of the reason why we have the salary cap the way it is now is, is that the bird rights, back in the 1980s, the Celtics were fighting to keep their best players. So why can't I just pay this guy however much I want? Yeah. Well, you're at the you're at the salary cap threshold. You're 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 gonna you're gonna you're you're, you're gonna exceed it if you try and go after him and sign it. So. Basically, what they did is they came up with uh, the bird rights, which is uh, free agents that have played with a team three seasons in a row uh, are basically that team owns that player's bird rights. So I can sign this player, go above my salary cap, and not have any sort of you know issue signing him. Now there's also an early bird, which is free agents who have played with a season with a team for two seasons, and that team can. Uh, offer 175 percent of that salary or the nba average whatever is greater so now there's early bird two years bird rights three years and then there's non-birds which are you can pay somebody who's a free agent 120 percent of their previous salary so that is all the structure like i talked about this is designed for the salary cap and the nba teams to keep their players yeah, so that's the ultimate contradiction we're talking about, right? These are all all these rules and simulation, everything you're talking about is designed to keep the players where the fuck they're at, and the players are taking one year deal now just to yeah. go play where the fuck they want to play. Yeah, and that's the thing is that 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 goes to show that I think players are way more savvy about where they're getting their money, not just where they're getting their money from, but where am I playing? Do what we talked about worst owner, owners last uh, pod, Brandana. Uh, Robert Sarver in Phoenix, uh, James Dolan in New York. These are guys that are bad owners, that are inept at their job and, and not going to be a good environment to, to work for. So, yes, maybe I can get an extra year at $40 million. But in the grand scheme of things, is it is it that much worth it for me to waste a year of my life, a year of my career here? Or should I have the flexibility to go somewhere else? Uh, yeah, and I think we'll get into that when we talk about the championship odds next season but, but i'm seeing a lot more right now just kind of the the how much ownership matters right especially in the nba like you want to play for just kind of an owner like a city that you kind of believe in yeah absolutely you gotta you, it's got to be a good city it's got to be a marketable city for you so you can go there and there's got to be people to buy it uh buy what you're what you're selling buy the products aside from just basketball and uh yeah, and then obviously you got to have a good owner, good management. All right, brother. Uh, well, that was a – I know I have my notes here. Looking forward to the pop quiz. I feel knowledgeable. More knowledgeable. What's going on with this salary cap? Shoot us an email and ask to be on the pot. I got that <laughs> off my chest. Good, I feel there better. There MVP of the week. Who you got, buddy? I'm going to go. He's probably not uh, of this week. He's been probably from a couple past weeks, but we didn't give a shout-out to – I'm going. I'm going Andy Ruiz Jr., uh, the Mexican heavyweight, first Mexican heavyweight ever in boxing, came out of nowhere, uh, really took the internet by storm because he's kind of a heavy set dude. 
But he's got quick hands, sharp jab, and uh, won unexpectedly. Uh, and so, yeah, so I'm going to give him a, pro- a retroactive MVP of the week. Huh. Um, all right, guys. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off, most awesome? Audience, if you ever find yourself at a foreign gambling book and you have the choice of pod, no pod, always choose pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.